The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. It's time to do some matchmaking following a quite lovely nine-fight UFC Vegas 39 card, and we have a new title contender at 115 pounds, so thank you for checking out the show, everybody. I am Mike Heck, and as always, I'm joined by the Prince of Positivity, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, and the best friend to us all, Mr. Alex K. Lee. How are you, AK? Uh, I I am a best friend to everyone, but I really only have one. Let's not dilute the meaning of this word. I have one, one real. Oh, hello, hello, hello. We're back. We're back. We're back. We lost you for a second, AK. We're back. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I was just going on a rant about how uh, Mike, you are my best friend. I do appreciate everyone else who calls me that, uh, but let's not dilute the phrase there. Okay, I have one. You and I are best friends. Um, uh, speaking of lovely, uh, people can't see now, but you you are outdoors. You have a lovely palm tree behind you. The yep. sun is shining down on you because you are in Florida, apparently. Yep. Uh, for people who I'm sure I know you mentioned it on the other shows, people who don't know you, you you're such a, a Massachusettsian that I think I think people need to be reminded you no longer live in Massachusetts. I do not. I live in South Carolina. You so, sold out. Uh, you we, sold out. I sold out. You sold out. Completely you sold, sold out. out. You, live in, you live in South Carolina. <laughs> you chose warm, sunny, beautiful weather over uh, the you know America's number one sports town. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I just thought, I, I wish people could see, you look radiant right now. You look, <laughs> you look refreshed, taken away from that, that, uh, that God bless New Massachusetts, but the weather, you know. Oh, I'm so much happier right now. I got to tell you. Not the best. Not yeah. the best around this time of year. Yeah, Friday. Actually, you know, I, should say, I should say it's fall. You got some, well, there's some beautiful fall weather, but I, yeah. another, couple of, another couple of months and you'll really be like, 
South Carolina is where it's at. <laughs> the only time the only time I like Massachusetts weather is like right now, September through like November, like tenth, and then I'm just done with it, and I just don't care. Winter sucks. That. Spring is like an extension of winter. Summer is like pretty awful, and then fall is awesome for like a month and a half, and then it's just like. What are we doing here? So Friday, oh. yeah, Friday we did the preview show through the wife and the kid in the car. We drove to to the villages here in Florida, which is like an hour and a half north of Jacksonville. So I drove through Duval, even like some of the radio station things, like when oh, shout, out, shout out Duval, <laughs> Duval, all over the place, and then uh, yeah, probably like an hour south of Tampa in Orlando. So we're just hanging out. It's an over, it's a fifty-five plus community. People are very lovely. The weather is lovely, and we're here to do some matchmaking. AK, I'm excited. It looks, it looks amazing. But I will, uh, yeah, it looks amazing. Yes. So let's get into this, and uh, let's tip the proverbial caps to Marina Rodriguez, who had herself a great night on Saturday in the main event. She not only dominated the lion's share of this fight with Mackenzie Dern, but she went through hell in that second round, and she lived to tell the tale. Survived. Over four minutes on the ground with Mackenzie Dern. It was impressive that she was able to survive because not a lot of others would be able to say that. Four rounds to one, the win for Marina Rodriguez. This one seems too easy for me, AK. I think you might be on the same page with me, but the question is, if you are, will the UFC in this name, will they be on the same page? I certainly hope so. Uh, this name, we'll drag this out as long as we need to. This name has not competed in some time, somewhat understandably, given that their most recent fight was an absolute war. I mean, if if we were being realistic and if, if fighters were paid more and they were able to have the luxury of taking time off and um, and MMA obviously wasn't such a great spectator sport, I, like this person would never wouldn't fight for like three years after their most recent fight. But um, they have you know again this is this is the fight game. This is a professional athlete. They're they're gonna have to get back in there eventually. I think. But she seems very happy, kind of just living her life. And if anyone has seen her Instagram, she's just, she's a, you know, she's a big Polish celebrity now. She's living her life. Of course, we're talking about the former champ, Joanna Jacek. I mean, that's such a great matchup for uh, Marina. This is one I think people have been mentioning for a while, even before this big win. I think people were saying this just would, would stylistically, physically, is, is really good. The only question is, when is Joanna coming back, if ever? <clears throat> Uh, I'm sure she does want to fight again, and uh, as Marina Rodriguez said, it's it's really tough to break into that top three right now, with Joanna kind of holding on to that spot. Now we've removed her from our rankings, the MMA Fighting Global rankings, they're the only ones that matter, but in the somewhat relevant official UFC rankings, uh, Joanna's held on to a top three spot for a long time. So I do think Marina deserves her chance to take that spot. Let's let's hope uh, that this one can be made either by the end of the year or early next year. Yeah, it's definitely Joanna. I thought Marina played it perfectly. She said she said she essentially wanted the fight, but she did it in a way where she kind of no-sold Joanna and said that she didn't deserve to be in the rankings. You know, I think she already turned me down, so maybe I don't want to fight her after all. So I dug the way she approached it. That's the fight. If not, she'd probably have to fight Yan Jonan or Zhang Wei Li if Rose wins again on November 6th. But big win for Marina. And I, I love the fight with Joanna. That just screams a fun fight stylistically it's just really really good and i think it's a great fight for both women and while it was a great night for marina rodriguez it's a tough night for one mackenzie dern her winning streak ends at four fights at least for right now her path towards a ufc title is halted this seems like to me ak the perfect spot 
for Tisha Torres. Give Tisha the kind of fight that she's probably earned at this point. Mackenzie takes a little bit of a step back, but again, still a really tough opponent, one who will give her some fits on the feet, tough to hold down if she does get the fight to the ground. I mean, I just don't see a whole lot of other options here, AK. I think that's the way you go with this one. You do Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres. Your thoughts on that potential matchmaking and your thoughts on what's next for Mackenzie Dern. Yeah, I know that that's one people liked, I think, especially when Mackenzie Dern was coming up. I, I, I'm still into it. I, I, I would have liked to have seen it, I think, before uh, the Marina Rodriguez matchup. But again, since she lost to Marina, it's true. It doesn't really like it doesn't really make that match uh, invalid. I, I lean more towards the name you mentioned for Marina, uh, Jan Shaunan. I actually like that for Mackenzie Dern. Um, I still have, I probably have uh, Jan ranked a little bit higher than most people still, so that's probably a me thing. Um, but I do think that'd be a good, uh, quote unquote, bounce back matchup. Favorable, I think, as we've seen that that uh, Jan Shaunan needs to work on her takedown defense a little bit. Um, Dern is not a great takedown artist, so maybe this would be uh, someone who you know she could try some new things on and, and maybe have some success there. Or if she can't, if she can't take down Jan Shaunan then we're really getting an idea of a Mackenzie Dern ceiling. So uh, that's one reason I like that one. Where's Where's Claudia Gadelia, Mike? I have no idea. No clue. Hmm. I feel like we have suggested her for like every straw weight in the world yes. at this point, and Many she hasn't times. fought in so long. Hmm. It's weird. Maybe her and Joanna are like best buddies now, and they're just hanging out together, and they just are just, just living life right now. They're filming a reality know. show right now, the, uh, the Surreal Life Part 2 with Joanna and... and uh, in Claudia Gadelia, what a story the, that would be! Yeah, the, the the Mike Heck and AK Lee of the uh, UFC <laughs> strawweight division. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I have no idea what's going on. I like Gadelia in both of those situations, but she's nowhere to be found. She's a mm-hmm. mystery at this point. I know she's posting on Instagram, so we know she's hanging in there. She's in, she's around somewhere. She just doesn't really want to fight right now, and that's fine. Make that money, son. Yeah. Speaking of making that if you money, can afford it. If you can, we always say, if you can afford not to fight, chill, relax. Yeah, chill. relax, relax. And Randy Brown might need to relax a little bit after mm. wrecking his toe early in his fight, the co-made event against Jared Gooden. He goes on, wins a clear-cut decision. Uh, Gooden missed weight, and if I'm being honest, him missing weight didn't seem to bother him all that much. Missing weight, and I think Randy Brown. Made a tremendous point. I think it's because he doesn't make a ton of money right now. He's sort of on that introductory UFC contract. So him losing 20% is nothing to him. And it's really nothing for Randy Brown. So there's no incentive to make weight for Jared Gooden against anybody right now. And I get it where he's coming from. But Brown goes in there. He wins. Gooden's game. Randy didn't struggle all that much in there despite Gooden being tough and being game. And, uh... Randy Brown, despite having nine working toes, was kind of feeling himself a little bit. He was having some fun in there. Talked <laughs> a little trash. So, AK Rude Boy has won two straight. He's four and one over his last five fights. What's next? You know, he just still needs something to kind of move him up in the rankings. It's I think he's had a lot of UFC experience. Um, it's weird. I just still feel like he's not even close to his best yet. So uh, I'm not I'm not ready to just throw him in there, top fifteen, top twenty. But I'm going I'm going somewhere close there. I like Nicholas Dalby as a matchup. Uh, we just haven't seen Nicholas Dalby in a while. Uh, there's certain names above him that you can match Randy Brown with. I know a lot of the listeners, uh, I think, were maybe a little more enthusiastic about um, how high they wanted to, how high of an opponent they wanted to uh, match him up with. But I like Dalby. Fun matchup. I have him a bit higher than Randy Brown in my rankings, uh, and I think it's doable. But as you said, we don't know how long uh, Brown will be on the shelf, so we might see Dalby sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I actually went with Jake Matthews on this one. I think we're we're kind of in the same boat. Oh. I, I feel like I feel like Brown's inching closer to that top fifteen conversation, 
and he needs to fight guys closer to that space. I wasn't a huge fan of this matchmaking. I mean, Gooden's a, an exciting guy, but I, I just felt like Randy Brown was like, no offense to Jared, just because of the experience and the victories he's put together, it was like 30 ranking spots ahead of him at the very least. So Jake mm-hmm. Matthews is kind of in that place where he should be fighting, top 25, top 30-ish. And, uh, you know, he's coming off a tough loss to Sean Brady, but I think this one makes sense for both guys. I think this is a a good rankings-wise sort of bounce-back matchup for Matthews, and I think it's a step up for Randy Brown. So I think this this pays the bills in, in multiple mm-hmm. ways, AK. Yep. No, I, no, I like it. Uh, featured bout was in the flyweight division. Mateus Nicolau has won four straight now. He's 2-0 and since his return to the UFC. I still thought he lost them in El Cop fight, but I've moved past that, AK. I am beyond Have it. you? I am. I'm past it. He beats Tim Elliott in a fun fight, a gritty fight, and I have zero issue with the decision here. There are some people who thought Tim Elliott won this fight. I'm not really sure which fight you were watching if you felt that way, but to me, good win for Nicolau. I think he should fight the winner of the January bout between, I think it's January 15th, between Brandon Royval and Hajirio Bontarin. And you could mm-hmm. even do the loser of that fight. Either would make a lot of sense, but he should get one of those two guys after this win on Saturday because I don't, I, I just don't think like, I don't think this is going to be a guy after fighting Tim Elliott in any way, shape, or form that's going to be ready to bounce back in like a month or two to get back in there. Maybe, maybe he will, but I feel like he's going to have to recoup a little bit after fighting Tim Elliott. So I like that fight. Either Royval or Bontarin, winner or loser, is fine. Yeah, you, you are correct. That's January fifteenth. So uh, we have. By the way, I, you know, I'll mention it later. We had a lot of uh, of people not acknowledging next, like these, or not aware of these matchups that have been booked for for early next year. So, and, and I understand why it's a bit ahead of me. Uh, I like that. I do like that. I'm gonna go with the, uh, the winner of a fight that's a little bit earlier, and this is not what I think will happen. This is definitely a just like if I had a magic wand pick, I would love to see Nicolau get the Kai Car France Cody Garbrandt loser. Uh, those guys are fighting UFC 269 December 11th. If Garbrandt loses, I would think there's like no chance he would fight Nicolau. Uh, Car France, I could see it would make sense. He'd probably want to hold on to his spot, and I, I have them very close in the rankings. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see that happen again. And and, and for me, I think Garbrandt Nicolau would be really intriguing. Uh, but definitely, if Garbrandt wins, he's not fighting Nicolau. They're probably just giving him a title shot. So uh, it's a very specific scenario. But I would like to see him get one of those guys, and it's probably the loser, not another winner. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And I just, just kind of thinking about that fight, like if Cody Garbrandt loses to Kai Car France, like what happens now? But that's that's know. down the road. I mean, <laughs> what, where, where does he, where could you go from here? I, I just don't know. There's really like, do you just go to some other organization and fight at 115? Like what else can you do if you lose to Kai Car <laughs> France? Not, and Kai's a very good fighter, but I mean, this is a matchup the UFC setup tailor made for Cody to win and look good and give him a title shot. But if he loses, which is very possible, I don't know what happens. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So, uh, AK, you know, you and I, despite being best friends, we like to get into big debates from time to time. Actually, that's not really true, but I, I would love to get into a big debate with you about Maria Agapova's next opponent after that one-sided drubbing of Sabina Mazo that she had on this card. But there's no debate to be had, okay? Because Agapova is back in a big way. She silenced all the doubters. She wants Marina Moreau. She wants to hurt this woman. She didn't use the word woman in her promos, but Marina, if you guys didn't know, you can go to MMAfighting.com and read the exact terminology, but Marina Morose made some accusations about Agapova being a druggie, threatening teammates, stalking fighters who are married, uh, and even called her, quote-unquote, the UFC junkie. So, AK, Agapova wants Miss Morose to pay for her sins. I, of course, want to see this fight. Uh, Morose currently without a dance partner now that I look at it because she's had a withdraw from four fights in a row for different reasons. So I think it's a sign, AK. I think the universe is giving us a message that we need to see Marina Morose fight Maria Agapova, right? Yeah, the only thing that gets in the way of it is what you just mentioned, that uh, Morose just, for whatever reason, health, other reasons, cannot seem to get into the octagon. But it should be booked. It should be booked. If it falls through, I think there's a wealth of options that are closer to uh, Agapova in the rankings, uh, I don't, uh, Mandy Baum, Top of the Ricci, uh, I don't know, Vanessa Demopoulos, I don't know if you want to keep her, but I don't mind giving her that jump up uh, into like, well, I mean, I think Morose is a top 20 uh, strawway. I know she doesn't fight frequently, so people kind of forget, but she's got, again, quality wins, that big win over JoJo. I mean, she, that's still very fresh in my mind, even though it was a few years back now. So, uh, yeah, I think I think it's the way to go with it. Um, and, and it's a good test because, like I said, uh, even though Morose does have the talent of a top 20 uh, flyweight. She just doesn't fight enough. She just doesn't fight enough. So she shouldn't be like in the minds of the matchmakers. I don't think she's that far ahead of Agapova, especially after the performance that Agapova just put on. So um, yeah, the heat is there. It's not absurd from a, from a, a ranking standpoint, even though there is that gap in UFC experience. 
book it. it well, is it definitely going to happen? I don't know. So much can go wrong with these things, but you, you have to at least try to make it make it happen. Yeah, uh, that's the fight to make. Uh, do you agree that Agapova's stock rose more than anybody on this card, including Marina Rodriguez? Oh, oh. that's it's a, it was a bounce back. It was such a huge bounce back because they. I had not gotten off the bandwagon. I know, I know the Shana Dobson fight was really discouraging for people, but I saw what I saw was a talented fighter make an obvious mistake. She gassed out. Like, uh, and again, and then the stuff comes out after for Morose. I don't know how much of it is true, but she is a young fighter. I'm sure there is a lot of growing pains. And uh, she mentioned in her post-fight cryptically, like that she had gone through some difficulties and other things. So I don't know if she, I don't know if she's referring to that. But just in general, it's tough being a young fighter. Um, so it's understandable. So she made a she made a young person mistake and, lo- and lost to a, a tough fighter in Dobson. So, um, yeah, I, I, I did her stock. She bounced back really well. Alexander Romanov bounced back really well. I'll go. I'll go that far. I mean, I, I would say Marina because I think even jumping like one or two spots in uh, once you get to the top ten of a division is like super difficult. Um, but I'll say that there is there is a case for Agapova, and it was good that it happened on the main card against a name like Mazo. So it was her, her or Rodriguez. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll tip the cap to uh, Agapova in this case. Yeah, I would agree, um, especially the way people sort of viewed her after the Dobson fight, and yeah, I think people kind of forgot about that. Sometimes it's like mm-hmm. the Tiger Woods effect. Sometimes you do dumb shit and you go and win <laughs> and you win impressively and it's a, it's like it's it's like it never happens so uh chris gutierrez kicks off the main card nice win bit of a slow start a very uh emotional ending where he gave some props to mark Montoya for quote-unquote saving his life he would not be there without him and from past conversations i've had with chris gutierrez he's not lying about that there's uh he, the guy chris gutierrez has been through a lot and Guy's on a run right now. He gets a decision despite one judge scoring this bout for Philippe Calares, which makes zero sense to me. I have no idea what fight he was watching. So uh, it I didn't like either of the scorecards. I didn't like 30-27 for Gutierrez either. Uh, but I scored it a clear, undisputed, undebatable 29-28 for Gutierrez. Clear win. Calares even being mentioned on Twitter, even Kolaris is like if Kolaris' brother said Kolaris won the fight, I would have been like, "What? What are you talking about?" But uh, be that as it may, Gutierrez wins. What is next for the Factory X standout? I like uh, Alejandro Perez for uh, Chris Gutierrez. Someone was asking before the show, um, "What does Chris Gutierrez have to do to kind of uh, like is he is he ready for a top fifteen? Oh, sorry, does, would a win put him in like the top fifteen or the top twenty? And we kind of said the division is just so deep. And like I said, I have him at 32, even after tonight, because I, 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 that win uh, over Kolaris does not, for me, put him over Brian Kelleher, Montel Jackson, like Saeed Nurmagomedov, or Alejandro Perez, who I have at 27. So um, Perez, uh, Perez needs to, I think, still kind of regain sort of what the, the, what the momentum that he lost, because he was off for like two years almost or something like that, almost or 18 months. So he was out for a long time, and I think Gutierrez is right in his range. I think it's a perfect fight. Uh, hat tip also to uh, Marcus McGahey, one of our listeners, who recommended this last uh, after Perez uh, beat Johnny Eduardo, recommended uh, Chris Gutierrez. So maybe uh, maybe that was in the back of my mind when I made this matchup. But yeah, I like that one a lot. Uh, this is a weird one because I will go with Nathaniel Wood for like Otno point purposes. I think that fight is awesome. I would really like to see it. Striking would be impressive. Um, how I think this goes, and I think if I'm advising Mr. Gutierrez, whether I'm his manager or his or Mark Montoya, the best thing he can do 
is heal up and get back in the gym ASAP and get ready in case something happens with a lot of these Bantamweight fights that are coming out. Kelleher, uh, Saeed Yokub, they're fighting. Uh, Julia Arce is fighting Song Yudong. Uh, Adrian Yanez is fighting Davy Grant. Like These are fights that if something happens and one of these guys can't make it, he needs to be ready to slide right into. Like Activity is huge, especially in a loaded division like this, and he's in a position to fight either one of these guys right now. So if I'm him, I'm just getting ready. Something short notice comes up, jump all in, and then carry some of that momentum into 2022. Get yourself into a top 15 spot and put yourself in a good position because Gutierrez, while he's on a nice run, he's so technically sound, and I think he's super underrated. A lot of these guys at 135 look at Gutierrez, and they're like, nah. Nah, I, like, I, I don't think this guy's that big of a deal. So, hold on one second. Hey! <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, Mike's Get in friend. Here. Mike's got a friend. Uh, uh, <laughs> wants Hi. to be on the show. Uh, maybe does not agree with Mike's matchmaking. For I, th- I thought I thought your, your idea was great. I think that's great, great matchmaking. So I don't know. Good God. I don't, know, I don't know why there's a... I don't know why there's a protest. Yeah, we're in the uh, yeah. But, uh, we're, we're in Florida here. Stop, stop disrupting the neighbors. Good grief! They're trying to walk and get, he- <laughs> the get vibe. And get healthy. Yeah, just, and you are not scary. You are the least scariest the dog in the world. What are you doing? <laughs> you just chill out. Uh, so yeah, so that's Chris Gutierrez. Uh, time for the wild card round. We're going to select one fighter we have not match made for yes, yet. Let's go to the wild card. Uh, it, it, we'll, we'll match make it for him right now. And, not a ton to choose from. Nine fight card, AK, which, by the way, tremendous. I think we all win. And then we all got to rest up and watch one of the greatest boxing fights of all time in the heavyweight division oh. between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. What a fight that was. But uh, your wild card pick coming out of UFC Vegas 39. Uh, I have two because I, I have a feeling I knew what yours was going to be. Mike, I don't know. Can you go first this one? I think I know who you're going to pick, so I have an alternate pick. Okay, I am going with the fight that we talked about very passionately on the post-fight show. It's a fight that people want to see. It's a fight that people aren't ready to give this man his due because of what happened in his previous fight. So Mm. let us just answer all the questions. You made this stupid fight to begin with, and it had a weird ending because it's a stupid fight to begin with. But now that you've made it, we've had (laughs) such silliness come out of it, you have to do it again. The the fight the wild card fight to make is the rematch between Alexander Romanov and Juan Espino. Romanov Espino two is the wild card pick. You got to make this fight, especially w- with what you've already done, the awful seeds you planted. Now we're here. Just run it back. Let's see what happens between these two guys. One guy moves forward. One guy takes like a small step backwards. Let's just get this done. Move on from this rivalry, and one of these guys is gonna make a nice little boost up. The heavyweight rankings was that where you were going to go with AK, or were you shocked by my, uh, my, my by my choice? No, no, I was going to pick Romanov, but I do want to see him fight the uh, Ben Rothwell um, Pizal winner on November thirteenth, preferably Ben Rothwell. I don't know why I'm suddenly fixated on this matchup, but I understand the, the call for the Espino uh, rematch. I'm sure Espino would want to run that one back. Uh, he felt that uh, Romanov was uh, was overselling a low blow late in the fight, which led to. Uh, I mean, I guess he was on his way to losing a decision anyway, but maybe Espino thought he could have gotten the finish and, and turned things around. It was, it's a t- it was a technical split decision. Very weird. Yeah, that can't be very sad. That can't be satisfying for either guy. <laughs> uh, so I don't mind that. But I went with um, Lupe. I got to go, go with my, uh, my adopted Canadian, Lupe Godinez, representing uh, BC these days. Uh, proud Mexican fighter as well. And I want to see her, I think, fight the uh, Ariane Carnalosi Estela Nunez winner October 16th. I'm, I'm going real slow with uh, Lupita. I think I think she looks like uh, definitely a legitimate talent at 115. 
but I saw some of the listeners really throwing her up there in the rankings, and it's like, guys, this was her seventh pro fight. Let's calm down. She's only been fighting since 2018. Um, she has done very well, thrown in there against more experienced fighters than herself. I thought uh, there was a case for her to have beaten Jessica Penne. I mean, certainly once she hit the power bomb, the fight should have just been over right there. Uh, very exciting, especially a very exciting wrestler. Um, but I think she needs to route out her game more before doing anything crazy. So let's go. I'll go with that. Uh, the winner of that, uh, Carnalosi Nunez, October 16th fight. Yeah, I got no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, yeah, Lupe, Sloopy, slow your roll. Everybody, slow your roll on her. Yeah, and the fact and what she did, the most impressive thing about it is, and I talked about this on the post fight show. Lupi Godinez doesn't have full camps. This is the fullest camp she's ever had for a professional fight. All of her fights, they come on like two weeks notice, three weeks notice. She's just like, okay, I'll fight him later on this month or later on, like sometimes later on this week in some cases. Like she'll just go in there and fight. So she had a full camp. She worked with different people. Uh, she went to Mexico for a little while with this one. Uh, and worked with Alexa Grasso, which was a huge help to her. So giving her a full camp gives her the chance to kind of bounce around a little bit, cross-train, do all these different things, and she's definitely somebody you got to watch because what, what she did in those four minutes and change, she could have done for another 40 minutes, and there's nothing uh, Gomez Juarez could have done about it at all. So good win for her. Excited to see mm-hmm. what is next for her. Do we have any... Uh, any listener braggadocious behavior? Any check the tapes? Any mic checks? Not really. I mean, Holland Dawkins 2 got rebooked, which is something everybody wanted. So shared, shared point for everyone. We all said that fight should be rebooked. I, I, I wish the listeners were right that uh, able to put it on the um, the Dawkins, uh Derek Lewis card, but obviously that didn't happen. But that's fine. I think that everyone's happy it just got rebooked. So good job, everyone, for uh, just calling for that one. And though Barry, Barry O'Reilly said that. Uh, it was someone who picked Kyle Dawkins versus Joaquin Buckley, which apparently uh, I think we said he needs to – we wanted him to explain himself. I think we were not fans of that matchup, but he said um, he said uh, he had an explanation that would have made you and me say, oh, well, when you put it like that, of course that's the fight to make. So uh, we will not get to see that explanation now. Uh, it's, it's, it's a mood point, but uh, Barry, <laughs> thank you for uh, <laughs> for addressing that. I don't believe you. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, we're not buying it. Uh, Nate Andrews has a, I will say he has actually a suggestion for a new segment. He says, uh, I don't know if this is in the uh, no bylaws and uh, he knows that I love rules, <laughs> hashtag rules rule, but he's proposing a permanent change to the show or not a show, just, it's just uh, MMA fighting programming in general. He says, every time Mike reports any MMA news on uh, no and related podcasts, it must be called a mic drop. And he said, I thought of this yesterday when uh, Mike called out through premature Giga, Giga Chikadze Calvin Cater fight announcement. So he wants to see more more of this, uh, you tackling the hard news in the way that only you can, Mike. Um, I will say, I think it's cool, that, but I don't think people realize that you actually do drop a mic every time you do these. People don't know. Uh, and you drop them like from a, like off your desk. And just, we have to, Vox Media actually has to send Mike a new mic every time he does these. So I don't know if it's in our budget. Um, they do, uh, Vox Media does not accept Otno points, apparently. As, as <laughs> I tried. I tried. We've been trying. We've been trying. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We're like, are you crazy? We're like, do you guys know like what these, what the value these will have like in a decade from now? And they're like, no, just you know, money only. This is coming out of our budget. And I was like, all right, fine. Well, we're generating all these Otno points. You guys don't want them. It's fine. Um, so I kind of like the idea. Uh, we can make it an informal thing, Mike. Yes, we could do that. Um, you do a lot of mic dropping. 
Yes, people ask about it. I got to give them the news. And listen, like I said before, I'm not saying that the UFC is not going to go ahead with this Cater Chikadze mm-hmm. fight because it seems like it's going to happen. But to go out there and report it, trust me, behind the scenes, this fight should not have been reported. Um, I'll just I'll just say that it's probably going to happen, but it probably should not have been reported at the time it was reported. Uh, Some tomfoolery going on, but. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is what it is. Uh, AK, let us go to the peeps. Yes. Um, why don't you go ahead and do the disclosure and, and yes. all that fun stuff. Very quickly, yes. Uh, guys, you know, as you know, we try to focus on winners, but, you know, send in those losers picks and everything and, and uh, just to have them on record and just to remind us if, uh, if uh, you want to not know point and it's something we missed, it's all on record. It's all in there. So uh, feel free to nudge us if you did have a cool like loser pick that t- turns out uh, coming true. Uh, categories rule. Let's try and focus on unique picks. Uh, but again, we'd like to read all your guys anyway. Uh, fighters might already be booked. Guys, watch out for these kind of mistakes. Uh, what, wrong weight class. They might have fought recently. And if you didn't if you didn't say it's a rematch, I'm going to assume you didn't remember. Uh, someone could be injured, released, etc. And then uh, your pick might just be doo-doo. And we don't want to <laughs> read it. So there you go. Look inward, as I always say, guys. Look inward if you're wondering, why, why didn't my pick get red? It's like, well, we've given you, we've laid it all out for you. Yes. Uh, all right. We're going to fire through these. No repeats. I'm going to do the best I can. Uh, Brandon Nunez, Romanov versus Shamil Abdurahimov, Mateus Nikolov versus Askar Askarov, Randy Brown versus Michelle Pajeda, uh, Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres, and then Rodriguez versus Joanna, number one contender fight. I think uh, yep. those are some pretty. Uh, Pretty agreeable picks for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend Sean Conwizzle91. Hey, Mike. Glad to see you guys are getting more popular every week. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'd really like to see Marina versus Joanna. Okay, so we're going to skip that one. Another Michelle Pajeda, Randy Brown fight. Nikola versus David Dvorak. Since most 125ers in the top 10 are booked, uh, he doesn't like Agapova Moros right now. He likes Agapova versus Ariane Lipsky. Don't mind that. Chris Gutierrez versus Jack Shore. Someone's winning streak has to end. Wow. And he likes Romanov versus Sergey Spivak for a spot in the rankings. So, yeah, I would like to see that. That's not a bad choice a at all. That. I saw a lot of that. Guys, why do we want this Moldovan on Moldovan crime? <laughs> uh, Sergey Spivak, Spivak is from the Ukraine, but he is, I believe he is also a Moldovan citizen, fights out of Moldova. And I had someone mention that uh, that, that was something they thought of. But, uh, I mean, why? Why do it? This is the only two Moldovan heavyweights like in, at this level of MMA. Why throw them against you? I agree. Wildcard pick. Vendera versus Jarjus Danho. The mountain versus man mountain is still alive, is he, says Poppy underscore Brian. Is he still with the UFC? Is he still going? I think so. Like, I got to look this up. Yeah, I believe he is. I believe he's coming off a win, too, if memory serves it correctly. Uh, he likes Gutierrez versus Kyler Phillips, and he's with you. 
Uh, Nikola versus the loser of Kai Car France versus Cody Garbrandt. Uh, he likes Randy Brown versus potentially D Rod. Uh, he picked Michelle Pajeda as well, but he said for the Otno points, I will pick D Rod. Uh, there might be an interview with one D Rod dropping on the MMA Fighting YouTube page soon, and I don't think Randy Brown is on D Rod's radar. I'll just put that out there. Uh, John Ray. Sorry, Mike. My, my, my. Sorry, Mike, my internet conked out for a second. What was you said? They were some. They were with me on which pick? Uh, they were with the Nicolau, uh, Nicolau versus the loser of Kai Car France versus Cody mm. Garbrandt. I like that. There we Th- go. There you go. Uh, John Ray, what the heck? How much blood does Damon Jackson have? There you go. <laughs> uh, with that, he wants Damon Jackson to fight the winner of Duho Choi or of Choi versus Caceres. Shiloh seems oh. like the fight. Stop barking at everybody. Uh, he likes Robada <laughs> versus Spivak. Chris Gutierrez versus Nate Manus. That is some chaos yeah. that I would uh, not be opposed so to. Uh, John Ray also likes Mateus Nikolaev versus the winner of Matt Schnell versus Alex Perez. Randy yep. Brown versus Alex Morono. Mackenzie Dern versus Claudia Gedalia, if yeah. we can find her. Yeah, right? M. Ruffles 115 back on the show. Uh, yeah, He's just saying, nope. Sorry, Carla. Rodriguez versus Esparza. Let's just do it. Number one contender fight. Uh, Brown versus Baeza. Uh, Gutierrez versus Casey Kenny. Romanov versus Ivanov. I mean, there's some fun hashtags to be had there. Uh, Jackson versus Duwadu. Godinez versus Marata. Steve Garcia versus Euro Smedich. Bonus pipe dream with Joshua exercising the immediate rematch. If Fury beats Wilder, then do as Fury talked about. With fighting in Ganu in the octagon with small gloves with boxing rules early quarter twenty twenty two. Boxing rules and boxing salaries. How about that? Yes. <laughs> That's a mic drop, AK. Call Vox. Tell him you got some Otno points you need for a no, new I microphone. Can't. They're not they're not taking points. Damn it. Owen Carroll. Garcia versus Jurong. Uh Godinez versus Corey McKenna. I like that one. Jackson versus Pineda. Uh Carroll. Cutting a little bit of a promo here. Charles Rosa is a dirty fighter. Endless cage grabs. Should have been disqualified. Yet the ref said last warning after the fifth cage grab. Absolute effing disgrace. Wow. Blame the referee. Hey, blame the referee. Don't blame Charles Rosa. (laughs) If you you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Just don't get caught. I agree. He shouldn't be doing it. Like I, I understand the sentiment. He's a dirty fighter, but man, if, like if this is as 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 uh, this listener said that it was five happened like five times and then a warning and no point. I'm sorry. You're dumb if you don't keep doing it. <laughs> I agree. Just, I'm sorry. Uh, Romanov versus Latifi. Gutierrez versus Phillips. Uh, Mackenzie Dern versus John Jonan. Uh, and he also said. If round two was a 10-8 for Mackenzie Dern, then round three should have been a 10-8 for Marina Rodriguez. I don't agree with that because I felt like Mar- I felt like Mackenzie Dern was in a very good position to finish that fight. Well, I don't think Marina Rodriguez was close to finishing Mackenzie Dern at any point in that fight. So, listen, I'm not yeah, a I judge, but that's I, just how I looked at it. I had neither as a 10-8, but I would have leaned more towards uh, the Dern, uh, the round two Dern being a 10-8 than. Uh, than the um, Marina Rodriguez uh, round three. But I understand. Again, da- damage is the number one criteria, and if you felt Rodriguez did more that much more damage in round three, then I guess it could be a 10-8, but I, like, I, I, know, I actually go with what you said, Mike, that 
it's weird to say. I think Dern was closer to finishing, but did less damage, uh, while Rodriguez did more damage in round three, but wasn't close to finishing. So it's kind of it's it's kind of it's kind of a weird way to look at. It. That's why for me, I think neither was a ten eight. Um, but I guess that I see why Mike, you would say ten eight for uh, round two, and a lot of people thought ten eight round two. For yeah, me. I mean it was over four minutes of dominance uh, mounted. I mean it was just it was it was nothing Marina could do. Uh, Shea Shea O'Toole, aka Turd Ferguson, uh, Randy Brown versus James Krause, uh, Agapova versus the winner of Priscilla Cachuera versus Jillian Robertson, uh, Gutierrez versus Hanayaya, Romanov versus Tanner Bozer. I believe Bozer has a fight booked, although we weren't able to officially confirm that one. Um, I'm trying to remember with who it's. A, someone say, who's ranked, Bozer, it's someone who's ranked but hasn't fought in a long time in oh. the heavyweight division. I have to look it up. I'll look that up. Uh, Jackson oh, yeah. Grenada, Godinez Kovalkiewicz, if she's still around. I don't think she's been officially released. And then uh, Steve Garcia versus Mike Breed, and that actually seems like a pretty fun fight. It's not Bozer Pavlovich, is it? Yes, that's the one that's being rumored. Okay, okay. Here he asked. This sounds familiar now. Right, okay. uh, probably driving people around, has sent in his suggestions. Winners. Uh, Wait, let's this, see. this listener's name is probably driving people around? That's his like, tag on Instagram. Probably right. driving people around. So okay. he's probably an Uber driver and uh, listening to on to the right. next one right now, and that's great. Good for you. Appreciate that. Uh, Agapova versus Antonina Shevchenko, a.k.a. the b- hashtag battle of the A. Oh, sorry. Who sent this to you again? Probably driving people around. Wait, I also... Wait a minute. I also... This is on Instagram? This is on Instagram. Did, did you double dip? Uh, I think they hit me up on... Is this Michael... <laughs> did you click on... The, is this Michael Perugini? Mike Pear. This is Mike Pear. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, right. no, so he's double dipping. Smart move. No, no, that's fine. No, we encourage double dipping. It's Smart sure move. You get red. Yeah, yeah. No, there's, there's no rule. By the way, there's no rule against double dipping. Message Mike, message me. It's yeah. the best way to make sure your, your things get. Uh, Battle of the A, that's not a great hashtag. <laughs> uh, it's Agapva is her last name. Uh, Antonina is her first. Uh, Michael Perugini, look, we love, uh, we love funny hashtags around here. This one wasn't great. This one wasn't great. Uh, he likes Gutierrez versus Alejandro Perez, Romanov versus Sergey Spivak, Damon Jackson versus Ryan Hall. Uh, Ryan Hall is booked, by the way, against uh, who's Derek Minner. Derek Minner in December. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Loopy versus Ashley Yoder. I don't mind that one. Uh, Steve Gar- Garcia versus Yurosh Medic. The hype around Medic may be a lower, a lot lower than it used to be after losing to Jalen Turner, but I think this is a good prospect versus prospect matchup. He likes Darren Gadelia. He likes Gooden versus Impa Kasanginai. Uh Elliot versus Rebook Sumaderji. Mazo versus Lipsky. Uh, did they fight? Did Mazo and Lipsky fight or no? Or were they no. supposed to fight and it didn't? Might I have been two match I'll, I'll tell you a quick look right now. Uh, Kolaris versus Gravely. Vandera versus Chase Sherman. Uh, Rosa versus JSP. Uh, JSP with the big win. Antaveras versus Jai Herbert. But Herbert is fighting. Um... Against Kama Worthy next week, two weeks, two weeks that fight's happening, and then Lipsky and, Lipsky and Mazo was never fought. I just wonder. It must be something that's come up on Otno. Yeah, it must be. That's it. You know what? That's the one. That's the one. After Lipsky with the that crazy submission, then there was the start of the trend of Mazo Lipsky. Let's just get this hmm. thing done. Going oh, to Italy. Way, Go ahead. Oh, by the way, Michael, Michael Perugini, uh, uh the, the Perez, the Turbo pick is his uh, Otno official Otno yes. pick, but only because so he he said told said to me on Twitter. Uh, he likes Gutierrez versus Kyler Phillips, but thought it was unrealistic. I don't think that's an unrealistic matchup at all. Me neither. I think Kyler's 
quite a bit higher in the rankings because he has the win over Song Yadong. Um, but I think it's that's it. Other than that, their resumes are pretty comparable. So it, it's just he has that one good, really good win over Song Yadong, which puts him over. But I don't have a problem with that matchup at all. So I wish that had been your official pick, Michael. So if that fight happens, you are not getting a point, and you're going to be kicked. <laughs> And you're going to be kicking yourself if it and, doesn't get made. And I don't know why I'm chastising him, because, again, I love the Gutierrez-Perez matchup, but I don't know. Uh, our friend Francesco from Italy likes Nicola versus Pantoja, Agapova versus Gatto. I would like to s- go slow with her. Gutierrez versus Montel Jackson. Uh, Romanov versus Spivak. Dern versus Watterson. For Francesco. You said Dern? Did you say Dern versus Watterson? Dern versus Watterson. I, this has been brought up before. Yeah, I, I, I don't. That's not that a bad fight. Up. No, not at all. No issue with that. Uh, let's see. Sean Bradley, great scrap today. I'm a huge Dern fan and wanted to see more grappling, but I was super impressed by Rodriguez. She deserves Joanna next. I know boring picked, but you and AK better keep this up. I listen to know every Sunday on my way to the lab. You guys what? are getting me through grad school. Much oh. love from Tampa. I'm not that far from you right now, Mr. Sean Bradley, and. Uh, he said, and by boring pick, I don't mean boring fight, but I mean that's obviously the next logical step for Rodriguez. Can't wait for that fight. So Sean Bradley, very, uh, very confident that Ioana will be found. And Thank you, Sean. Stay in school, Sean. Two more. Stay, stay in school. Uh, Christian Lee. I'll keep it short and concise this week. Loopy versus Pollyanna Viana. Randy Brown versus Jake Matthews. Marina Rodriguez versus Joanna and Jacek. Just three picks. And now we go to our good friend. Tristan Gordet back in our lives. Uh, he, you know what? I, I, I let him go. I, I, I kind of let him have it a couple weeks ago. All in good fun. All in good fun. Uh, so I'm gonna read his. I'm gonna read his matchmaking suggestions, and then I'm gonna read a question that we can respond to. AK. Okay. That's that's how we'll make it up. Uh, let's see if he's got anything different. Uh, welterweight. Randy Brown versus Max Griffin. Randy said he's ready for an opponent that's in the top 15. However, I think he needs one more fight before he has that opportunity. I think a matchup with Max would be perfect. The winner would then be ranked and fight opponents within the top 15. Uh, Lupi Godinez versus Luana Pinheiro. Godinez really impresses me in her fight uh, against Juarez. I think a fight Pinheiro is appropriate for the level of competition. I don't disagree with you, Tristan. And then the question he has is, quick question. Didn't that fight between Casey O'Neill versus Antonina Shevchenko remind you of the fight between Gregor Gillespie versus Diego Fajeda on how it went. Not to say that Casey was just as tired as Gillespie was, but I'm talking in terms of wearing out your opponent. It was really just a matter of time. Both Fajeda and Antonina were very tough in the first round, but when the later rounds started to happen, both Gillespie and Casey then just started to gain momentum and take over the fight. In my opinion, Gillespie is the fighter that O'Neal really reminds me of. Do you agree with that sentiment? So do you see wow. a comparison between Casey O'Neill and Gregor Gillespie, AK? I love I love a good cross-gender comparison. They're they're not easy to do. Um I think we've we've seen like Tatiana Suarez maybe get compared to Habib. Um but even that that felt like a reach. This is a little more substantial. This I mean I I, I, I like that they they brought up the Gillespie uh, the head of fight and said like it's not a one for one comparison but yeah just the idea of, of they're cut from that same cloth these uh these fighters who come from a wrestling background and are just able to outwork uh their opponents and then and have a motor that like once you know once a fight goes past a certain point they have a motor that just keeps going 
uh, and other you know their other fighters in their division might not be able, might might not be able to keep up. And you can go a long way with that. Like you can be world champions. I think have been made of fighters who maybe are not as skilled, as not as explosive a finisher as some of their opponents, um, but just outwork them. That's combat sports. I mean, you can make you can make the case for Tyson Fury, who I think is a more skilled boxer than uh, Deontay Wilder. Obviously, much more skilled, but. You know, everyone, people will look at them and just say, "Oh, well, one guy has all the knockout power." And and but Tyson Fury, he would just he just outskills you and outworks you. Um, so now I'm drawing a comparison. I somehow ended up comparing Tyson Fury now to Casey O'Neill. So now I've <laughs> I've taken it off the rails. But uh, yes, back to the original question. It's a fine comparison and and a, a good good analysis, I think. Yes, Casey O'Neill is an animal. Um, I c- go back to just go back to the Q and A. I called that fight to a T. Uh, that's just how Casey fights, man. She just gets better as it goes. AK, uh, we're turning it on over to you, my friend. Have at it. Okay, all right. Well, I'm just going to read a message I that literally just came in, as, and, uh, and I'll read it quick. I want to start with IG, but this came on Twitter. I'll read this first. From uh, Watts Manor Events on Twitter, I believe they've sent us both matchmaking things before, uh, but this is just comments on uh, improvements they want to see in the UFC. So, uh, match the fine percentage for missing weight as a courtesy for the fighter for still accepting the fight and competing at a disadvantage. So I guess, okay, oh, UFC should pay the uh, the fighter who decides to take the fight, pay them a little extra money. I'm fine with that. Glove and cage redesigns. Gloves need no explanation, but I'm also tired of cage grabs. Maybe make the ape openings smaller so fingers can't fit and you can post, not grab. I wonder if smaller openings would create make the, the cage more dangerous for some reason. Um, just sick of hearing refs constantly tell fighters, keep your fingers closed, don't grab the cage, etc. Fighters should be concentrating on their opponents and refs just concentrate on significant fouls. I, I agree something needs to be done about that, but I think it's, I think the fix for cage grabs is just take the point right away. Uh, lastly, fighter pay. Okay, I gotta read this. If the UFC is un to increase uh, the pay, what do you think about partnering with Cash App and Joe Rogan for some type of tip your fighter promotion where the winning fighter's cash app ID is shown along with their social media handles. Uh, people give out their cash apps on their birthdays or to help with the crisis. You'd be surprised how many people contribute. Joaquin Buckley's KO of the Year, for example, could have made much more than an extra 50K. Um, and he wants to know... Oh, I'll, I'll read the last part of this first. Uh, this is this is straight up... Hey, this is straight up stealing from, uh, from Cam Soda. All right, Cam Soda's first MMA event. Uh, who they were They were allowing live tipping of their fighters. So uh, I like the idea, Watts Manor events, and anything that makes the UFC more like Cam Soda Legends, uh, I encourage, and I'm sure Jed Mishu would as well. Uh, he also wants to know how, he says, curious, uh, loves the show, you guys are awesome. Curious to know how you and Mike met and become such became such great international friends. Uh, we have never met. Never in person, we've not. <laughs> I, and it's one I'm looking forward to very much so. I cannot wait. Uh, we have never met technically. In person, but uh, Mike uh, invited me to you know his shows before before his MMA fighting days. He was uh, running shows just like this one, and he took this young he took this young, uh, un- unwashed, uh, aspiring MMA blog person, uh, and invited him onto his shows. So uh, and, and brought me into the MMA community. So that is how we first met, and then now we've ended up working together and are, and are best friends. I'm trying to remember. I think the first thing you were on was like one of the first like early iterations of between the links where it was like a group setting. And then after that it became like, we would do like contender series wrap ups. I think, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then it was like between the links a couple more times. And I think you were on the final, I think you were on, you were actually the guest 
panelist on the final like non MMA fighting edition of Between the Links. Oh, yeah, I think I was. I think yes. I was. Oh, I was because uh, I think uh, I think it was Keith was with us and he was like, "Oh, you know where?" And I was like, and I was like, "Mike, good luck." I like, I know you're moving on to stuff. Good luck with what's next. I swear, I this is a shoot. I did not know that Mike was joining MMA fighting. Uh, I don't know if I'm a bad employee or they're just or they just keep they don't tell me things. But I was like, Mike, good luck. And everyone else, I think it was Keith, maybe someone else in the show were like, I think they were like confused. Like, is he like what, they didn't know if I was being serious or if I was like, I know I really didn't know. Yeah, Keith, Keith knew. Keith, like Keith a, somehow found out and asked me about it. I was like, oh, you're good. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, yeah, and then Davison like, Baker shaved his head or showed up with a bald head. Oh. <laughs> the greatest moment in podcast history. Yeah, I don't even know if he's still covering MMA these days, but Davidson just is a, a great young man, a great kid, and a man of his word. So that's how we met. And uh, now our best friends co-hosting one of my favorite podcasts to, to ever do in my MMA journalism career. Oh, so, Can we meet in South Carolina and not in... Massachusetts, not Massachusetts or Ontario. I love Ontario, but I'm saying I'm saying uh, if the meeting is anytime soon in the next six months, I'd much rather be in South Carolina. Than Surely, in, I'm in. Than, than in Ontario. I met Jed Mishu the other day in South Carolina in person. Was, and that, that was your first time meeting him, right? First time ever meeting him. Yeah, I met him. I also met him for the first time last year. I think during the holidays, he he came up to uh to Toronto. Yes, he told me. He said it was a wonderful day in his life. It was thrilling it was it was amazing uh okay right so all right oh i just want to read some of the popular listener picks for gain instagram uh rodriguez versus sparza two most popular uh jay donaghy uh first time first time contributor wants to specify it has to be a five round fight night number one contender fight which i agree if this is not a don't i don't just throw this on a random pay-per-view um if you are going to make this fight happen well then as far as it would probably make more money though I don't know. I don't love the fight, but a lot of people said uh, maybe that's you know that's the thing to do if both fighters have to fight again um, before getting a title shot. And, and I guess there are a lot of assuming uh, yeah, Jacek is just out of the picture for now, uh, though that was the second, uh, also a very popular pick. Um, but yeah, so they do a Sparza two. I agree, five night, uh, five rounder, fight night. Hopefully both women get paid more, whether it's pay per view or not, and uh, you make that. Uh, and you got a guaranteed number of contender if there is such a thing in the UFC. Um, Randy Brown versus Daniel Rodriguez, very popular pick. Marcus McGahey, she's saying, uh, this is the second time he's asked for this, maybe the third. He said, give it to me. So this is one's for Marcus. He really, he really needs to see this. Uh, for Randy Brown, the two more, most popular picks, Ponzinibbio, and I hate even reading this out, Tim Means. Guys, why are you not lobbying for Robbie with me, for Tim Means? <laughs> I get it. It's a logical matchup, Randy Brown versus Tim Means. Very logical matchup for, for both men. Um, but guys, come on, lobby for Robbie. Well, stop this. Yeah, I, and I'm not a fan of the D Rod. I'm not a fan of the D Rod idea either. Mentioned matchup of any of the fighters, uh, so there's a lot. I guess there's a lot of heat there besides uh, Agapova Moros, of course, and Agapova Lipsky. Other than that, a smattering of other ones for other uh, fighters. Um, Gutierrez Manis, a lot of people wanted Romanov. Just everyone, everyone wants to even fight a veteran, whether it be Abdurakimov, uh, the Orlovsky Felipe winner, uh, Ivanov, or Ilya Latifi, and uh, some other good match. Let's 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 get into the specifics. So uh, on Instagram. Buffalo Gums coming in with Tim Elliott versus Chris Moutinho. Uh, I guess Elliott could go up to 135 to take that fight, and it would be fun. I just – I'm not going to call it crazy because we've seen weirder things happen in MMA, and if I make fun of it now and it happens, I'll feel like a fool. So um, Buffalo Gums, thank you for that outside-the-box bit. Uh, Matt Bradbury always comes with some good cuts. Uh, some of my favorites. I like – oh, I love – so he tried to sort out sort of the the, the – debacle with the phil haas and deron win and uh chris curtis and he just said i think he's just like, move them all on from the situation 
Phil Haas versus uh, Puna Soriano. Uh, Chris Curtis, the action man, fights Kevin Lee. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If it's for a UFC no. debut, that Why? seems. I don't know. Well, UFC debut? He has, like, he has like 50 fights. He has like 50 pro fights. Listen, I, I understand, but you were also. Listen, I, 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 Chris Curtis is a super interesting dude, like a really interesting guy. But I can tell you this, like, and, and I don't know this for a hundred percent fact. I haven't talked to anybody from the UFC about this, but it seems pretty obvious that the reason that Chris Curtis never got his shot is because he's kind of a silly goose on social media. He's retired like 18 times and he just takes every opportunity to dump on the UFC and decisions that they've made. So he's finally gotten his shot in the UFC. And like, and this is, this is probably with some reluctancy, if we're being honest, because if it wasn't, he would have been there much sooner because the resume is there. The talent is there. It's just things he's done behind the scenes and on social media that has been a turnoff to the UFC and what he said in certain interviews and things like that. So he's there. I don't think they're going to reward him with the Kevin Lee fight right away. Um, and there's some dangerous fights at 170 that he could just have right now. Like you, him and Randy Brown would be fun. Like that would make sense. I would, I would yeah. prefer that fight more than the Kevin Lee fight, but Kevin Lee's a big name. Kevin Lee is a guy like D rod. It was a perfect spot. Sean Brady, perfect spot to take that fight. If you want to do Randy Brown versus Kevin Lee, this like, you could do that now. That seems like a perfect opportunity to do a fight like that. But Hey, Chris, you ripped on our promotion for four years because you didn't get a contract. <laughs> And you know what? We're gonna give you Kevin Lee. We're gonna give you one of the. We're gonna give you Kevin Lee. I just don't see it happening. Oh, I should have made Chris Curtis my wild card. Oh, I should have been thinking outside the box. That's a there. great idea. Oh, that would have been a great I should have idea. That. Sorry, Chris Curtis, we let you down. Uh, well, then again, I'm also not not convinced that this UFC UFC thing's gonna happen. I know I know you guys said he has a contract now, but until I see it, I just I just don't believe it. And then uh, for uh, for uh, Duran Wynn, he said Misha Serkinov. I like that. I like that matchup. That's not bad. Not bad at this, all. Physically, it would look bizarre because Misha is a massive middleweight. Uh, Duran Wynn is a height-wise a tiny middleweight, but that's I think that's part of why I like it so much. And then uh, Jared Vendera versus Pacaporta, which uh, Matt Bradbury calls the definition of heavyweight MMA. I agree. It'd be a beautiful matchup. Is Parker is Parker fighting? Oh, I didn't check. I didn't do my homework on this. Oh one. no, I, no, I don't think he is because he just fought. Who did he? Just, did he just fight? He fought. Was that Chase Sherman that he just fought? I think so. That yeah. was that was a heavyweight MMA fight right there. Really, uh, almost any yeah, fight. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Porter is, possible. <clears throat> almost any fight Parker Porter is in is like uh, has a fifty percent chance of being the definition of heavyweight MMA. <laughs> um, Carlos Torres, Buckley Cazares. Uh, I like a few matchups here. I really like uh, Randy Brown versus Michelle Pajeda. Michelle Pajeda is such a weird guy because he's like rankings wise, if you're being honest with like his UFC resume, he's maybe top forty, like thirty in the in the thirty forty range. He's not a top twenty welterweight. No, like not. I love the guy. He's like my number one, like <laughs> most entertaining number one, like my favorite. But like as far as what he's accomplished in the UFC, like maybe thirty forty range. Um, so that for me would be a step back for Randy Brown, but also name value wise would be a step up from maybe some of the people Randy's already fought. So Dude. not not a bad idea. Uh, you're gonna hate this. He also recommended Romana versus Walt Harris. I couldn't hate that more. I could not hate it more. <laughs> this is I not what we do with Walt Harris. I shouldn't have read it. I shouldn't have read it. That was just to make you mad. No, I know, but I shouldn't. Have read I, I it even like like our Casey always talked like he hated the tie to Avasa booking. I know. Like I know. I loved it. I thought it was perfect. Like yeah. you can't you can't give Walt Harris 
a contender series rookie. Like, you just can't. He's a ranked fighter. He should be fighting a guy that's either ranked behind him or about to jump into the top 15. And stylistically, Tuivasa is like the right kind of matchup for Walt Harris. It's two dudes who are going to get in there and slug it out yes. until one man falls down. Romanov is not going to do that. He's going to pick Walt Harris up. He's going to put him on top of the cage. And he's going to do a superplex onto the mat. And I don't want to see that happen to Walt Harris. No, I don't want to see it. That? All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Carlos, but that's how we feel about it. Uh, MMA had some some good stuff. Uh, Chris Gutierrez, Montel Jackson, Damon Jackson versus the Nate Landwer Ludovic Klein winner. That's happening on October 16th, and Steve Garcia versus the Sean Soriano uh, near Dunbique winner on November 20th. Uh, forgive me, I was trying to remember near Dunbique's first name, but. Uh, I choked, guys. I choked. I didn't write it down. I thought it'd be cool and remember it and just read it on air. Uh, MMA Heads also comes in usually with uh, Dana White Contender Series picks. So here I'm also going to try to get these names right. Uh, Mike Malott, shout out to Burlington, versus Takashi Sato, who we haven't seen in uh, the UFC in a while, but he is still with the UFC. Carlos Hernandez versus uh, Francisco Figueiredo. And Fern- this is absurd. Uh, Fernie Garcia versus Alejandro Perez and uh, Valdez. Who's the Valdez who just won a contract contender series? One, um, it's a little, sorry guys, a little, uh, a little embarrassing here. Uh, what happened? <laughs> sorry. No, I'm sorry. Gennaro, I'm sorry. I was trying to remember the names of these. Uh, uh, MMA heads was coming in with some, some contender series picks. Uh, oh, no, so who's that? MMA heads. I'm sorry. This is, um, yeah, MMA heads. Uh, Gennaro Valdez versus, uh, who's the oh, loser of Matt Sales versus Jordan Levitt. So, uh, yeah, Mike, there's just some contender series picks there. But nice. I thought Fernie Garcia versus Alejandro Perez is a little unfair to to, Alejandro, to Turbo. Turbo has really lost a lot of steam uh, being on the shelf. Jeez. He's 8-3-1 and one in the UFC, guys. Come on. It's a crazy fight, though. I I guess yeah. Again, I don't I don't know how much uh, how much rebuilding Alejandro Perez has to do, but apparently a lot in the eyes of uh, of some fans. But uh, I am excited. I do like the idea of Mike Malott versus uh, Takashi Sato. So nice. Again, I like that. Shout out, All right, to Twitter. Some quick hits here. Uh, we got some some first timers. Actually, I should read these out. We got some first timers here. Uh, first from Hayes underscore Jack. Uh, they said. Uh, Oh, uh, uh, Kevin Holland versus Randy Brown. If Kevin Holland drops down to welterweight, uh, maybe not so soon, but down the line anyway. Sure, again, this is there's a lot of matchups that are opened up for Kevin Holland. If he if he can drop to 170, if he decides to do it, he just has to do it. Um, and they want me to go easy on them because it's their first official picks. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, <laughs> hey, maybe 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 you score at Fastbender J. Also, first timer Randy Brown versus Lee, not Kevin Lee, uh, Lee Jingliang. If he loses to Shamayev at uh, UFC 267 on October 30th. Uh, however, Fastbender J, you, you lose your point because you also said or Miguel Baeza. People, if you throw in an or, I'm only reading this because it was his first, their first time. If you throw in an or, you are in, ineligible for not no point. Unless it's or, you know, two fighters who are booked. It's like, oh, or this guy or this guy because they're fighting. That's one thing. If it's just you're throwing out multiple options, I'm, I don't even want to read it. But Fastbender J, your first time. Thank you for contributing. <laughs> uh, Seamus Law, also a first timer. Uh, they said, big fan of On to the Next, first time submitting. I think Asparza waits for a title shot, so I don't see Marina getting, Marina getting that rematch. Marina should ask for either Jan or Joanna. Joanna would be a better slate on her resume as uh, for the rest of the card. Uh, some good picks here. Brown versus James Krause. I don't think James Krause is interested in that. 
I don't think James cares. Like, unless it's... Yeah, if something happened with Jared Gooden and he didn't make weight, then Krause could fight him on 24 hours notice. That would interest James Krause. But yeah, I think I think Krause would fight Randy Brown. I think it's I think it'd be a fine fight. As long as it's not overseas and doesn't affect his taxes or anything like that, he's in. <laughs> All right. Agapova versus the Jillian Robertson. Uh, Priscilla Catuera winner, UFC 269, December 11th. Godinez versus Karolina Kovalkovic. I think that's fine. If I mean, ah. I I mean she has to fight some. Uh, Carolina has to fight somebody. She's on a five-fight losing streak. There's no, there's no matchup that's like, oh well, we, you know, this would be a. It's 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 a pretty good division. So I just don't know if there's any matchup. It's either someone that's gonna. I, I don't know what you do with uh, Kovalkovich at this point in your career, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like seeing fighters get released, but I feel like, like, how is she not released right now? She fought for a title, so I, yeah. like her. She must be making like decent money. Like, are they just using her at this point to just put over up and coming talent? Like, is that what we're doing here? If that's the case, and that matchup makes a lot of sense. And then uh, Steve Garcia versus Mike Breeden. I like that. I I like that too. Yeah, I think it's a great choice for Breeden's second fight. Um, Hopefully, with everyone getting a full camp. Uh, Barry O'Reilly, I'll read what they said for Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Lemosh. Now, now I know. Hold on, hold on. I know Lemosh is booked. Lemosh is booked. I made a note to uh, to read this for some reason. Barry is a is a longtime Otno contributor. Uh, call me crazy. I said, call me crazy. But with the title fight booked, Esparza, uh, hopefully getting next, and Yoan's return still unsure, Rodriguez would be left sitting and waiting for a while. So why not book this fight as a number one contender fight? Uh, and then, and then they said, or maybe just to avoid Mike's wrath, uh, go with uh, Marina Rodriguez versus Yuan Echechek. I just want you to know that people are afraid of you, Mike. I just want you to know that people actively fear you uh, when they're making these picks. So. Listen, I I don't mind all of them. Like, like when you present it like that, like the face, the face I make is not because Lamosh has a fight. It's because like, huh. But then at the same time, like I like as. I would love to see that fight. Like, I think Amanda Lemos could beat anybody in this division right now. I Whoa. really do. I think she could. I think she has Dang. a chance. I think she's a chance against absolutely anybody. Dang. And she's in a weird position. Like I said on the on the post show, Amanda Lemos is the Marab Duwalish Willie of 115. She yes, has right so much upside. Her ceiling is so high. And like I think Marab could beat almost anybody at 135 right now. I would I would not count him out of any fight against anybody at bantamweight right now, just because of his style, his aggressiveness, what he can do, and now that chin that he has. Holy cow! I don't know. Like I just don't know if anybody even wants to fight him. And I feel like Lamos is going to be kind of in the same spot. So I'd love to see what that fight would look like. I think we're going to see it someday. I just don't think there's just no upside for Marina Rodriguez to be like, you know what? Let's give this girl a shot. Let's give this dangerous fighter who's ranked like number 14 an opportunity to, to take my, my number one contendership away. Like it's craziness, but I, I would love to see it. I have no issue with it. No issue with the pick. So d- no wrath here. No wrath here. You're lucky, Barry. This is the this is the Florida weather. This putting is Florida this man Mike. In such a great mood. I'm just telling you right now. This is Florida, Mike. This is Del right, Boca he's, he's Vista, Mike. Right now, <laughs> he's relaxing, <laughs> chillaxing. So thank you, Barry, for those picks. Terrence Leverett coming. Agapova versus Manon Fioro. Uh, win or lose against Mayura uh, Bueno Silva on October 16th. I like it. And a good, a good and another uh, veteran matchup for Godinez possibly. Felice Herrick, if she ever decides to uh, compete again. I know she's doing very good uh, with her social media life, and uh, I, think, I believe. 
she's one of the early adopters of OnlyFans. So I think she's been ahead of that. And uh, I'm not, I don't think no, that's her main source of income, but it's certainly supplementing her income nicely. I don't think she's any rush to return to competition. So she's recovering uh, from injuries too. her knees all jacked she, up. She's she's and that's I mean, she's 37. That's going to be a problem for a long time. Like, I, I don't know how many fights she has left in her. And I don't know if she wants to be spending them potentially just putting over again, up and coming talent. Right. So, um, yeah, whatever she decides to do. Good luck with that, Felice. Um, Hayes, the third reeling from a uh, Texas Longhorns collapse. So, Hayes, we are here for you, my friend. Uh, some good picks here. Randy Brown versus Jeff Neal. Now, I know we've kind of said Jeff Neal, we're still concerned about his health, but we said maybe maybe he's, you know, he could be thinking about coming back uh, at some point in the next, you know, next few months. So he just said if he meets the timeline, uh, a fight with Jeff Neal makes sense for both sides. For Randy Brown, gives him a ranked opponent for Neal. Gives him a step down after turning from uh, from clear health issues. Um, Godinez versus Jin Yu Fry. Again, another veteran option, which I like. Uh, Marcus McGahey named this the second Rodriguez edition. I didn't understand that. Right? Is that something I'm not getting the joke there? Um, the second Rodriguez edition of uh, maybe it's because she headlines the Watterson card. So maybe they call yeah, it the maybe. Rodriguez edition. Oh, so now it's just the second Rodriguez edition. Okay. Okay. That that yeah. Maybe I'm just re- I'm trying to overthink it. But anyway, I didn't get that. Right. Thank you, Marcus. Always for naming Otno episodes. Uh, Gutierrez versus Alejandro Perez. As I said, he doubled down on that one. Uh, Godinez versus this is uh, going a different way with it. Corey McKenna. I'm okay. I'm of the. I'm kind of leaning with with Marcus. Like I'm just saying, match her up with other people with one or two or three UFC fights. But and then uh, Steve Garcia versus uh, is it Daniel Zellhuber? Yeah. Oh my God. That kid. <laughs> that kid. He's hurt though. Daniel is banged his up ankle, in that fight. His ankle or something, right? Yeah. So I. I it'll be a while, but. Okay. Yeah, I, I Daniel against anybody is uh, I'm down to see that. That kid, it, what's you know, he's only 20 years old or 22 years old. Holy smokes, this kid's gonna be good. Yeah, I feel so old now. Uh, Dax likes uh, Agapova versus Montana De La Rosa. I like it too. Uh, Steve Garcia versus Mike Davis. Mike Davis has got to get back in there. He's the he's one of the top five most matched up ought no names uh, since his last. He hasn't fought since January. Mike, do we know? Do we know if it's just so? So I did like a really in depth interview with him. After mm-hmm. his after his win on Fight Island, and for some reason mm-hmm. that interview never got released. Oh, it was wild! Like it was one of the wildest interviews I've ever done, <laughs> um, and it never got released for some reason. But Mike Davis heading into that fight was like extremely injured, like really badly injured. Should not have fought. Uh, basically fought with one hand. He broke his hand like before he got to Abu Dhabi. Uh, then suffered some really gnarly injuries in the fight. And, like, I guess he's cleared now. Like, I guess he's fine. Like, after the litany, the laundry list of, like, really gnarly injuries this man has gone through. And just getting to the fight. The road of getting to that Abu Dhabi fight was wild. Uh, just all the... He got run over by a car while he's riding his bike. Like, all this what different the? stuff. And this thing never aired. I don't know why it never got released. But, I mean, this guy's gone through so much. Um and then just getting to that fight because he needed money. He hadn't fought in over a year. So, and that fighting was his only income. So, like, despite the injuries, he couldn't pull out. And he still had that crazy fight with Mason Jones. And then he wins. And then he has all these other injuries and he's trying to come back. I guess he's cleared now. So now we can start throwing Mike Davis in there and giving him some fights. But yeah, the dude's been banged up for a while, with some really serious injuries. And apparently he's ready to, to put pen to paper sooner rather than later. So let's get him in there. 
I, I hope that fight is not forgotten when people are talking about like best fights of the year. But I'm not, I'm not saying it's like a top five. It might. I mean, it might be when I look back on it. It's at least in the top ten. That fight was so freaking mm-hmm. good. Uh, Thomas Collins. I'm mentioning this. I have to mention this one. Uh, Nicolau versus the Roy Val Bonterine winner, which was mentioned before. But he was the only one who who. Uh, of, my, of the people who sent picks to me who remembered that Roy Val was booked. I had a lot of people saying Nicolau versus Roy Val and just not realizing that he is fighting Bonturin. Uh So I'm giving an extra half point to Thomas Collins and whoever else remembered that it was uh, it can be the Roy Val Bonturin winner or loser, not just Roy Val. He is booked. Um, unless people mean, you know, win or lose, but that was not specified. So Thomas Collins and everyone else who remembered that booking, thank you. Extra half point if that if he ends up fighting either Roy Val or Bonturin, all right? That's a lot. Uh, Half th- point? Wow. I mean, that's like that's like giving somebody a quarter million dollars, AK. Let's, uh, well, uh, and that's to, that's now. That's like in today's, <laughs> uh, that's like the way the market is today. Touche. <laughs> next year, next year, who knows? Uh, Denny Caps, uh, Romanov versus Aspinall. I love it because I've been saying throw in Aspinall with Dacus. I'm just saying throw these young heavyweights in together. I don't care. Someone has to lose. I mean, it's fine. It won't derail their careers, so I think that's cool. Uh, Pound Town Podcast, our pals, the Pound Town Podcast. Uh, just wanted to, they just want to mention they thought Jose Young's Halloween movie picks were doo doo. <laughs> what? Why? Um, so their top three. They said Halloween movie picks. This was brought up on uh, one of our uh, pre uh, UFC Vegas thirty nine shows. Uh, number one, Sinister. Number two, Insidious. Number three, The Babadook. I like The Babadook a lot. Uh, I'm not as much of a fan of the sinister, insidious, uh, this whole, all those Bloomhouse movies. A lot of jump scares that don't really do it for me. Um, I think they look great. I think some very talented people involved in those movies. They're not. I don't love them. Uh, and then uh, the, the Pantone podcast says they agree with Jose though that the descent is scary AF. So why do you call us picks doo doo? They they said it with a smile, but still. Uh, and then uh, uh, some other picks there that again that I've already read up. But thank you, Poundtown Podcast. Uh, and Four Corner Sports and Why to close out our Twitter. I, I, I got to get to the emails because we got some lovely emails. Um, Rodriguez versus Gadelia. Uh, Marina was supposed to fight Claudette, Claudia at one point. I forgot about that. I think this is May of last year. Uh, and yes, you can make Carla versus Marina, but Carla shouldn't take another fight outside a title shot. Fight with Claudia. It'd be an interesting test to see where Claudia is at in her career. And if Marina has the ability to knock out someone inside the top five or top ten, the last person she killed was Amanda Hebus, and she was just inside the top 15. So also, uh, Ioana won't take a fight against Marina because it's not a title fight, and there's more risk than reward for taking that fight. Uh, sad, but true. Uh, Dern versus Torres. I know you like that one. Uh, I'll just scroll down here. And then Agapova versus... <laughs> right, I mean, this is another one for you, buddy. Agapova versus Casey O'Neill. Let him finish. Mike, let him finish. Let him finish. He said, I know Mike is going to hate this. But let's not slow roll them. If Casey is the king, then a king will set up to the plate to fight one of the dangerous women from Kazakhstan. Besides, who knows if they ever fight each other in the future. I think there's plenty of time for them to fight in the future. Uh, make the fight happen so people can witness the future of the 125-pound division. Mike, Florida Mike. Florida Mike. Sure. I mean, I, I have no problem with the fight. Like, I... I have no problem with the matchmaking. I feel like the UFC has something with both of these ladies. Like, I think they have something good with both these ladies. I think, and I'm not ready to put Agapova, at least right this second, into that into that next generational mix with the Blanchfields, with the O'Neills, with the Cortezes, uh, the Miranda Mavericks. Like, I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to put her in there just yet. 
One more? Maybe. Now, if you want to do... If you want to do Aaron Blanchfield versus Agapova, I have no problem with that. That I have no problem with. I feel like they're on the same level right now. I feel like they've each got one win in the UFC. They each have... Or does Agapova... Was that Agapova's second win? Okay. She she also had like a super quick win in her first win, which made her like this insane favorite in the Dobson fight. Okay, so they're coming off... They're, they're both coming off decisive victories. Uh, yes. I don't mind that. Like, if they want to do that fight now, I think Casey O'Neill is just way ahead right now. She's 3-0 and in the UFC. She just finished Antonina Shevchenko. Did it, e- it made it look easy. I know the first round was a little tough, but that's how Casey fights. Yeah, I, I think to, to push her back... I mean, Casey O'Neill is ranked right now, too. She's a top 15 fighter at 125 after three fights. To go back to fight Agapova doesn't make a ton of sense. I'd watch it. I'd, I'd hella watch it, as the kids say. But if you want to do Blanchfield do versus Agapova, if you want to do Blanchfield versus Agapova, I'm more inclined for that fight because I feel like they're on the same level. But you know what? Okay. Who is this person who submitted this? I'm sorry. This is Four Corner Sports NY. Four Corner Sports NY. Let me just tell you something. Thank you so much for your submission. Wow. And uh, well done. Thank you. Florida Mike Florida is Mike something else. <laughs> Florida Mike is something else. Uh, well, Florida Mike, your, your heart is going to melt to some of these emails, so I'm going to close out with these emails here. Uh, for First-timer, Jay Donaghy. He called himself the Pocono Picker. I assume this is uh, someone from, from Pennsylvania or something like that. Uh, is it, hey, uh, hey, everybody's best friend. Sorry I chose potentially the worst fight card of the year to make my first official predictions, but here, this isn't <gasps> the worst fight card of the year. This is, a good, this maybe is on delightful. Paper. Are you kidding Actually, me? Not even on paper. Not even on paper, Jay. Jay, have you looked at next week's card? <laughs> uh, no, I thought this card was a lot of fun. Um, uh, so I will read Jay's... Uh, 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 some people have called for this before. Chris Gutierrez versus Timur Valiev. I keep forgetting that they have fought, I think, two times already, right? They fought in a World Series of Fighting or something. This is like a trilogy bout, something like that. So, mm-hmm. And I think they're one and one. Uh, uh, Damon Jackson versus uh, Chris Fishgold. And Romanov versus Spino, too, as you said. Just make it happen. Um, he, and he said, the gas tank rematch, no low blows or eye pokes allowed. Uh, uh, Jay, uh, low blows and eye pokes are already not allowed. Uh, <laughs> so I say, I say the opposite. I say you allow them. <laughs> And no then, disqualifications. No disqualifications, yes. Now we'll see who the real man is. <laughs> uh, Tom Roder. Oh, sorry, let me queue up this. Uh, I got a couple of queue up here. Oh, yes. Tom Roder. Uh, Randy Brown versus Max Griffin. As mentioned before, I like it. I'm surprised they haven't fought already. Haas versus Chris Weidman. If and when Chris is healthy, he just wants to, uh, Phil Haas to move on from the uh, Duran win fight, which hasn't booked a couple of times now. But I, I do think that's a great matchup for Chris Weidman. It's just the timetable is so. Yeah, we can't. We definitely so cannot bad. match with Chris Weidman right now. But but if I, I would love to see them fight in the future. I, I yeah. do think that's a good matchup. And if you're Phil Haas' team, that's the kind of name you're going for. That's why you pass on. That's like when they're thinking like, I don't want to fight a, a, a newcomer, a guy who who's a veteran but is not well known, like Chris Curtis. They want to fight guys like Chris Weidman. That's yeah. the guys they want to their resume right now. So I like that, Tom. Good good suggestion. Casey Carpenter, uh, Randy Brown versus Muslim Salikov, uh, Nikolaev versus Kopp rematch. If he beats, if he beats uh, Zumagulov on December fourth, they feel that uh, Manel won the first fight. Last two here. Josh Wincoop says uh, it was. I thought it was. I said it was awesome for us to read out their picks. They said they were recently diagnosed with epilepsy and that it really made their week. So uh, Josh, good luck with that. Um, and uh, the one that really stood out for me from their picks: uh, Agapova versus Tracy Cortez two contender series rematch. Um. Sure. I mean, if they if they book that one, Cortez versus Blanchfield, I kind of want to see more. I know we're throwing Blanchfield in there with everybody, but uh, <laughs> Blanchfield got the big fat hose job from the judges in that Cortez fight in Invicta. So I, I would much <laughs> prefer to see that fight, see if Blanchfield uh, can yes. get that one back. And in my opinion, improved to 2-0 in that series. Uh, but 
Listen, you want to do Agapova versus Cortez. That's an interesting matchup because if Cortez gets it to the ground, it's going to be a rough night for Maria. But if she can't, it's going to be a rough night for Cortez. The newly yes. engaged Tracy Cortez, by the way. She's engaged to Brian Ortega? Yeah, have you seen the pictures, man? Wow. She's got that ring. Not, she, I'm, he I'm he not, slapped a ring on that finger so fast. Oh, congratulations to them. Yes. Um, uh, no, you're all wrong anyway. Just rebook the uh, Aldrich uh, Cortez fight that <laughs> fell through. I want that fight. <laughs> Uh, last closing us out, Ren Odenheimer. This is really nice. So I'm gonna read. I gotta. This is a long one, guys. So bear with me. Uh, he says, "I really racked my brain trying to come up with a good opponent for Marina Rodriguez to face, and in the process, I gained a new appreciation for what you guys do. It's not easy. I don't think Marina is ready for a title show yet, but she's certainly close. At first, at first, I was going to suggest Carla Sparza if it's Carla wants to stay busy, though they agreed that she should wait. I then saw Carla beat Marina, and, and then remembered that Carla beat Marina a year ago, so threw that idea out." Then I thought Tisha Torres on her own little run. I know she hasn't booked yet. Then I saw Marina already has a win over Tisha just over two years ago. Makes that rematch too high risk, low reward for Marina. And I wouldn't uh, and wouldn't get her any closer to the belt. Then I thought Claudia Gadelia for some nice Brasileira on Brasileira action. I know someone on the show uh, would have fun with that hashtag. They had previously, but saw Claudia's last fight was a loss. So threw that one out too. Finally, I settled on uh, Joanna Jacek. While Joanna's also coming off a loss, at least it's to a champion. UFC loves their bounce-back fights, and I think this makes sense. Marina's comments in the post-fight presser only make me more excited about it. Yes, Ren, I think we all want that fight. It's really, I think the ball's in, in Joanna's court. Uh, and then he, he closed by saying, I have often told you how much I appreciate and enjoy the work everyone puts in the podcast, but I wanted to share something personal. Often, I listen to the shows using a portable, light-up Bluetooth, Bluetooth speaker as I do housework. Well, my 17-month-old Andre has become fascinated by this. He loves when I turn on the podcast and use the speaker because of all the sounds and the colored lights. And it's quite eager for me to either turn on the podcast or keep it on longer after housework is complete so he can take it all in. So thank you all for inadvertently helping to contribute to some father-son bonding. So wow. uh, thank you, Ren. And shout-outs to Andre. Andre, for listening. Hello, Andre. Hi, Andre. Thank you for enjoying the show. Yes. What an, what, a, what an amazing thing. I'm That's emotional. We gotta end the show. Can we end the show now? Mike, we gotta end the show now. I'm emotional. Yeah, we got we gotta take back this emotion. This uh, the dam this, is breaking. The dam yes, is breaking. The dam is breaking. Well, why don't we just read off next week's card and that'll make us feel oh, better. Thanks, thanks. Uh, so join out. us next That's week. Gonna be, that's gonna change my mood significantly. <laughs> yes, join us next week. UFC Vegas 40. Uh, right now, 11 fights. 11 fights. Uh, 4 p.m. So an early-ish start time. So it's not like we're not gonna be up all night doing this one. Uh, 4 p.m. prelims. Uh, Norma Dumont versus Aspen Ladd, the main event at 145 pounds. Co-main event, Andre Arlovsky versus Carlos Philippe. Jim Miller is back, taking on the promotional newcomer Eric Gonzalez. Good for Eric. He deserves this opportunity. Uh, Manon Fioro versus Myra Bueno Silva, the rebooking from a couple of uh, from the pay-per-view. Uh, this is going down on this card. Uh, Julian Marquez versus Jordan Wright. That is the people's main event in my Love eyes. That. Love That's that great fight. fight. Uh, Andrew Sanchez, Bruno Silva, Danny Roberts, Ramazan, Amiv. Really, man, that's going to be a grueling fight. Sajara Eubanks versus Luana Carolina. Uh, Ludovic Klein is back against Nate Landwehr. That is going to be chaos. Uh, and a shout-out and a tip of the cap to Brandon Davis back in the UFC, taking on Donna Botscarell, and then just... I mean, muscles galore in the opening <laughs> bout. Ariani Carnalosi versus Estella Nunez. That is going to be a fun fight. Uh, I want, I'll be saying this probably later in the week when we do whatever preview shows and other, any other shows I pop up on. This is the has to be the first card since they started the UFC rankings that does not feature a ranked fighter 
competing uh, in their weight class. Aspen Ladd is the only ranked fighter, and she's ranked at bantamweight. I think technically she shouldn't be because she's been out of action for so long, but whatever, the UFC's kept her in there. So she is ranked, I think, like third at uh, at bantamweight. So she is highly ranked, but she is not competing at bantamweight. So this might be the first time this ever happened in the UFC. And in our rankings, we only have one ranked fighter, uh, Mike, uh, Sajara Eubanks. That's it. And she's like at uh, flyweight, I think, number 15 or something, or 14 yeah. or 15. So it's a thin card as far as rankings wise but there's some good fighters on here and some good names so again we never want to disrespect any of the people competing but uh this might be i hate to use this word this might be the worst card of the year on paper you worst ufc card let's say. this is strike force challengers there's nothing wrong with strike force challengers that's a nicer way of framing it actually yeah it's a nice i wish i wish this was called a ufc challengers card i'd be like amazing this is yeah. a sick ufc challengers card Sick UFC challenge. And that's how we're going to approach it. We're going to approach it like a fight night card in the Contender mm-hmm. Series had, you know, they had a fun night together. And uh, out came this card. And here we are, just a right in between of the two. And it should be fun. Like, it should be fun. The matchups aren't great, but I think the matchups will be exciting to deliver. And it'll be, I can't wait to get AK's gymnastics scale on Friday. Because I think we're bringing those back. So start thinking about that. Until then, uh, thank you for listening to the program once again. UFC Vegas 39 is in the books. And always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. So for AK, I am Mike Heck. We'll see you back here next week once again. On to the next one, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.